Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. So today I have some news that really stinks. And to not bury the lead, what stinks is my foot is hurt. And yeah, it stinks. It stinks that it's hurt and it probably just stinks in general. And today we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about some other stuff. So let's start off with the warm up. I'm really excited for the warm up today because it's just you and me. I don't have a guest today. And I think when I know I need to get to the interview, I kind of rush through. And this is Sometimes my favorite part of other podcasts is when they are just sharing updates. And there's also an aspect to the warm-up part of the Run It Repeat podcast that feels like my favorite parts of when I used to blog on Run It Repeat, I mean, really daily. Sometimes it was multiple times a day. It was life casting. I would just check in in the morning after a run with what I ate for breakfast, sometimes after lunch, randomly at the end of the day. It was really a, it really says a lot about the lack of social life that I had and still don't have, but we're hanging out. So this is my social hour for today. And let's get into it. All the show notes will be on runitrepeat.com and follow at runitrepeat on Instagram for those daily updates. I kind of have transitioned the live casting to Instagram, or at least I did last year, and now I'm bringing it back to Run It Repeat. If nothing else, because I've heard that that's what you're supposed to do, because one day Facebook or Instagram or TikTok around the clock, Twitch, whatever it is, can just be like, no, you could get hacked or you could get kicked off. And they're like, sorry, sucka, you don't have access to that stuff anymore. And you lose everything that you posted ever since the day you were born. Science. Okay. I mentioned, I think not uh, last episode, but the previous one. So two episodes ago, I think I mentioned the movie Brittany Runs a Marathon was coming out. I saw it. And I have a kind of review my thoughts on Run It Repeat right now. And I'll put a link to that. But I wanted to share some of my random thoughts as well, because it's funny. I listened to a podcast with both the person that the movie is based on, Brittany, and Jillian Bell, who stars in the movie, and loved it. I thought that was super interesting because it is based on a true story, and it is about running, and I think it is crazy inspirational and motivational. I This movie, I mean, really, it was made for us, you and me. I just, I... I loved it. And I really loved listening to both the real life Britney and the actress who played Britney, who, for those that don't know, Jillian Bell, she is on Workaholics. 
I think she's like the secretary in Workaholics. And now my mind completely cannot think of anything else that she's in. Um, but she was on the Denny Pellegrino podcast and the real life Brittany was on another mother runner. I'll put links in the show notes to both of those podcasts. So if you want to hear from them, you can listen to that stuff. What I really loved about it was that it was like real life. She's training for a marathon and spoiler alert. Let me do some spoiler alerts. I'm not ruining anything. Well, I kind of am. She gets injured. But let's let's all be honest here. I have a bum foot right now. It is not shocking when someone gets injured. And it is also kind of a statement on, this is something that has been kind of bugging me for a while, separate from the movie, the fact that so many times when we get a training plan for for anything, for a 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, you know, it's a spreadsheet with all the miles that you should be running. And I heard a statistic recently about the percentage of people that get injured while training for a marathon. And I don't know if it's specific to their first marathon or what, but it's crazy high and doesn't need to be that way, which is why I'm working on a very comprehensive head to toe, both physically and mentally going to help you get ready, get healthier and be prepared for a half marathon, a marathon, because it takes so much more than just racking up the mileage. So that I want to say is kind of not a spoiler because it is kind of common. We should have all predicted this, right? There had to be a plot twist in there somewhere. It made me want to run the New York City Marathon again, 1000%. New York is an amazing marathon. I've run it once. I would say that it might be the best marathon that I've ever run. And I have run Boston. I have run Marine Corps. I've run Walt Disney World. I was sick when I ran that. But I've run a lot of races in different places. And New York is magic. And I ran it by myself too. I think it's that much more awesome when you run it with someone or when you run it with the group, when you know other people, when your spectators are out there. I am born and raised in Southern California. When I ran New York, a Ben went with me, but it wasn't like I had, well, actually I was going to, I stopped myself. I was going to say, it wasn't like I had a huge cheering section. False. I actually had a huge cheering section because everyone does. It is unlike any other race in the world. I'm super getting off track from the movie right now, but this is important. It's unlike any other race. I've run over 30 full marathons and there is nothing like the crowd support at the New York City Marathon. There's nothing like it. And it does get close. You know, like Boston is probably comparable for sure. I don't know what it is then about New York because it might be the same in terms of the actual like population of the train section. I don't know what it is, but it is awesome and magical and like nothing else. So I, I would say that the last mile of the Boston Marathon is probably the best last mile of a marathon ever in my life where the crowds were so loud. It was the closest thing 
the average mofo will fill to being like a rock star in a concert because the crowd cheering is like that, like, <sighs> you know, that was my impression. That was my sound effect of that, like, epic, just so loud crowd cheering that it's like muffled and overpowering. My point is, I really want to run New York. I thought the movie was great. It got a little sidetracked and focused on her weight for a bit. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to do here? Like, is this all going to just turn into weight? Because they actually show her as she's trying to lose weight, like the scale going down and they zoom in on the scale. I don't think it's super triggering because they don't actually deal with food a lot. So if you are someone that kind of needs a trigger warning, she, it does seem like that's what she's prioritizing for a bit of the movie that I was like, ah, I hope that this isn't the focus and or the measure of her success because I thought this was Brittany runs a marathon, not Brittany loses weight. But again, it's not very food focused. So I don't think it's triggering. But if you are triggered just by the scale, then yeah, trigger warning to that. Overall, I liked it. It was a little, as I like to say, bubblegum and Britney Spears, which means it's it's not deep, you know? I don't think it was super deep, even though the message was trying to teach empowerment and body positivity and kind of just, there were a lot of positive messages, but I think it was a little a little light. It wasn't super deep, but it was fun. And I think that everyone should watch it because it's a good message and it's about running and we should encourage studios to make more movies that are, yeah, positive and female focused. Boom. Let's go. Next I'm almost done listening to Talking to Strangers. Let me see right here. I'm going to pull it up. Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I actually started to record some of my thoughts after listening to a couple of other podcasts because I was like, I need to do either separate episodes or separate shows more often. So right after I finish listening to something, I always have notes and I just kind of want to tell someone and you could be that someone, but that has to be separate. Just wanted to mention this because I was also listening to Oprah interview him about this book. And this was highly recommended from a friend. I think I had too high of expectations for it. I really like it. I think that it is good. I love the style of the audiobook because I'm listening to it on Audible, that it is very podcast-like in that in the transition of the chapters, there is music. And when it is available, the audio, when he's quoting someone, is their audio or reenactment. So it kind of keeps it a little bit more, um, it's just a little different from a straight-up audiobook. I think it's good. I don't know if I would recommend it, though. I don't think it's anything that I haven't heard or read in other situations. He references social issues that have happened 
And I think it's all super important. I'm not saying that it's not important, but I think maybe I just, um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't, it hasn't like really sucked me in the way other books have, where I just want to do nothing else but listen to this book and learn more and then kind of explore like, well, how can I pursue this talk? Actually, it is like making me want to learn more about the separate cases that he mentions, but I'm not, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to learn from this outside of like, we're really bad at communicating. I wish that it took a next step to well, how can we actually be better? Not just in theory, like there are these, it's an understatement to say miscommunications. Like we are really bad at reading people. When there's a miscommunication that is high stakes, it is tragic potentially. Okay, so now what? I think it kind of, And I probably have 45 minutes of the book left. So maybe he's going to wrap it up in a nice little package and teach us all how to communicate better. And that's not necessarily his job. I think he is like a very investigative journalist writer. And this is important topics for sure. I'm glad someone's talking about, but I want to learn more and I want it packaged up neatly and nicely and spoon-fed to me. Is that too much to ask? No? Yeah? All right. Next, my condo sold. A lot of people had been asking what the status was, and actually some guy on the street asked me today. I was walking Diego, and like I said, my foot is hurt, so I am trying to keep it to a minimum. I'm not running. We're going to get to that later. The point is, this morning... I am coming back from my walk with Diego and this guy stops me. I've never seen this guy in my life before. Never seen this man. And he's like, hey, he goes, did you sell your condo? And I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to talking to strangers. And then I realize an actual stranger wants to talk to me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk to a stranger. So I stopped the book and I didn't hear him. So he repeats himself. Maybe this is what we need to learn just to stop our earbuds and maybe project our voices. But he says, did you sell, did you sell your condo? This is like how my dad asked me like, Hey, what's going on with your condo? As if I realize, like, this guy knows that I'm selling my condo. I've never seen this person before in my life. Super, I'm a little confused. Like, have I, am I supposed to know him? Do I have some weird amnesia? What is going on? And I'm like, yeah. And so then I forget, he he says a couple of other things. And then he goes, oh, me too. And I'm like, oh, apparently he was selling his condo. And he was probably a responsible adult. And had been tracking, like, who else is selling their places and, you know, how much they're going for or what they look like. Like, you have to know the competition in the market, right? That is what smart salespeople do, which I do not claim to be. And so he says that he sold his too. And um, 
we were just kind of talking about it. He's like, oh, where are you moving? And I said, oh, I don't really know. And he's like, oh, me either, which is refreshing because everyone I've told that to so far gives me this look that is like, they think that I am joking or they're confused. They don't know how to really take that because who is like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm moving out of my place and I don't know where I'm going, which is my actual situation. <laughs> Someone was saying today, and they were like, how are you just bouncing through the world? Like, ah, what are you going to do? And it, I mean, it's not that I am so laid back that I don't like, I'm like, oh, whatever happens, happens. Like I'm some super cool, chill hippie that isn't worried about it. No, I'm just not super organized or type A and stressed about it, but not effective in making a list, Excel spreadsheet and knocking down everything that I need to do one at a time. Such is my dilemma. This isn't about that. So I'm talking to this guy and he knows my life. First, he knew that I was selling the condo. And then he says, I have Diego. And he goes, oh, is this, is he yours? Or, and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, because I sometimes I see you with him and sometimes you don't have him. So I wasn't sure if you just walk him for someone. <laughs> I don't like I've never seen this guy in my life and he knows my life story. Like he knows that I walk Diego. Sometimes I run without Diego. And I was like, well, I don't run with him because he's not even a year yet. And you need to make sure that they are a couple years before you can really run. And again, like one of the most common questions I've gotten since getting Diego is, do you run with him? How do you run with him? Um, some like version of running with Diego Diego is a golden retriever and he will be a year old next month. Based on my research, you are not supposed to run with this type of dog until they're about two years old. They also are prone to hip problems. Like he is a bigger dog and he is like... He's not chubby, but he's not, you know, some dogs are just like a thinner type dog. He's not. And he's prone to hip problems. So I don't know. Uh, and I run a lot. I guess that's another thing that I want to know is that it's not just like, oh, hey, I run around the block. Like I am normally probably the minimum I run if I'm doing the shortest run is five miles. And... Yeah. I also, and this is something I need to explore a little bit more because I have taken him to the vet and he's fine. Diego was born with a short tail. Most of the time, golden retrievers have a long tail. I don't know if this is related at all, but also people have asked me, like my friend's son asked me if he was like, if I ever ask the vet about his leg or if his leg thing went away. So sometimes people have noticed that he, his back legs, he walks a little funny. So I think I already need to be extra cautious with him. That's another tangent, but that's the point of today's warm up. Hope you like it. If you don't, you can email me, let me know. Cause I'm not a mind reader. 
it's maybe it's a hobby I should take up since I have all this extra time since I can't run because of my foot. But back to the stranger on the street that I was talking to. This whole episode is going to be about talking to strangers. Um, I just thought it was really funny that this guy has not just seen me like once or twice, but enough to realize that sometimes I have a dog, sometimes I don't. It was all very random. Another time, I it just made me think about all these other situations where I am just like bouncing around, going for a run in bright neon colors. And sometimes I have a dog, sometimes I don't. Probably have, if I'm just like running an errand, I have a stainless steel cup with either iced coffee or my vitamin drink and a water and I'm on the phone. I just am all over the place, apparently not paying attention, which is not good for safety. Hello, Monica. But one time some someone knocked on my door and they're like, oh, the light is on in your car. The condo numbers do not correspond with the parking numbers. The person that came to my door, I've never seen before in my life. And maybe I have like facial blindness where I don't recognize people. And this person I've actually seen a lot, maybe it was the same guy from the guy on the street. No, it wasn't. But this guy knocks on my door. He tells me he understands where I live and what car is mine and that I have left the light on. It was a very kind thing to do. He didn't need to do that. You know, I super appreciate, but what the hell? Like, what is I mean, the problem is me. Let's, I am the common denominator, right? I need to pay more attention. But I genuinely, like, this guy, if someone, if I'm walking, I'm like suddenly going to try and justify myself. And I'm really, you could tell I'm reaching right now. No, but I always tell people good morning or buenos dias or whatever, like, as we are passing by each other. Usually if they say it first, because I am listening to stuff, but I'm looking at people, I'm acknowledging them. I'm paying more attention even now because I'm trying to make sure that they are comfortable, that I have a big dog. Like some people are not comfortable with dogs, right? So I'll see them kind of scooch over on the sidewalk and I am, you know, trying to like not look at them and I nod, like I see you, like I have control of the dog so that they are comfortable. So I am looking at people. I used to literally read as I was taking a walk and I could do that before I started listening to podcasts and books. So in that situation, I wasn't really looking at people as much. But my point is, I don't think that this guy has ever so much as told me hi ever. This was our first interaction. I really genuinely think I'm saying I'm not trying to be a bad guy. I don't know. Maybe I need to talk to more strangers. Anyways, so the condo sold and I made a friend, but we're both moving away. So there's that. The next new business updates. Oh, there are new Q&A videos in my Instagram stories. And again, that's at Runny Repeat. Every month I save, I start a new highlights with that month's Q&A. So all the questions from this month are in the September Q&A. And there was advice for a first-time marathoner. Since Rock and Roll LA isn't happening, what do you suggest? Do you still talk to Ben? Any new romance? Uh, there was a question about the condo. There, there were The questions are about running, about life, 
about races, all that and more. So check it out if you are a board, B, submitted a question and missed it because they're only up for 24 hours in the stories. But if you check out the highlights, they're saved there, which is why I do that. See how that works? And I think it's really fun too. And it gives me a good idea of kind of what's going on. What do you guys want to chat about? You know what I want to chat about now? My foot. Let's get to it. So I want to try and keep this short, but at the same time, kind of start from the beginning and break down how this foot injury came about. And I want to do this for a couple reasons. One is I've just been getting a lot of questions about it. I think that this is the easiest way to share what's going on with me. And yeah, so for anyone that has been asking, also... It has been very challenging for me to find information that is specific to my injury. And I wrote a post about this. I will put a link in the show notes at runitrepeat.com. But I gave some tips for if you have an injury, how to kind of go about getting more information to figure out what is wrong with you, start kind of doing some self-assessment, paying attention, doing some prevention if you think something is starting to come on. The thing is that if you get an injury in a certain area and you just kind of Google the symptoms for that, you are going to obviously get the search results for the most common, the most popular, if you will, injury or issue with that area. And I wasn't sure if that applied to me. It's also really important when you are looking for information, if it's relevant, to write in the activity you were doing. And or if you suspect that it is running related to put for runners or while running or marathon training, whatever it is, so that you start to get you know, some assessments and results based on any athletic information that is relevant. I kind of think, and I joked with a friend, that we need to have a WebMD for runners or for maybe endurance athletes because the common search results that I was getting weren't always applicable at first, but I wasn't sure if it was an overuse injury, if it was something else. I did want to keep an open mind as I was looking for what potentially this could be. So at this point, it's getting close to two weeks. About two weeks ago, I felt my left foot a little sore. It felt a little tight. I kind of thought that it was just because I wasn't stretching it that much. I do this... (laughs) potentially weird thing where in the mornings before I would go for a run, I used to do this all the time and it's become less often, less frequent recently, but I get into a very low squat with my phone and I like, scroll through Instagram and comment and update and, you know, see what's going on in this low squat 
I, I've done an Instagram story, but I will do this and put a picture on the show notes. Fine. It's not flattering or attractive, but it is what it is. I used to do this all the time. And I do feel like it's very, uh, it stretches my feet. Cause a lot of times I'm going between being on my toes and kind of being flat footed in this deep squat. And it, I feel like it stretches like my lower body a lot. I try to keep good posture. So I try to keep my back up so that I'm not hunched over and yeah, makes me feel a little more justified, if you will, a little less guilty about messing around on Instagram in the morning. So there's that. And it did occur to me, I haven't been doing that as much lately. So I thought, I bet it's just tight. Like I need to kind of stretch out my feet. My body got used to that. I haven't been doing it. So that's the issue. It was just like a very light tightness, nothing major. And on Friday, I was doing kind of, I wanted to shoot for a mid-distance run and do a long run on Saturday. I'm trying to start building back up to marathon training, higher mileage. And what works for me is doing kind of back-to-back mid-distance, longer runs. And on Friday, two weeks ago today, I want to say, when this is coming out anyways, it felt tight. It was bugging me. It wasn't super painful. It made me feel like I wanted to baby it a little bit. So I did feel like I was changing my gait a tiny bit. It didn't hurt like a sharp pain, but outside of one step, have you ever like you're walking and your ankle just goes out out of nowhere? My foot felt like that for a second. It was just like quick and it felt weird. I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I just going to fall? Is my foot just going to give out? And I'm going to on the next step, just like, Bah, like I could just see myself. Hopefully I would tuck and roll, but I thought I might go down. So I was like, okay, well, that's noted. And I had done okay. It was really, really hot also. So I thought I'm gonna call it a day. I think I did between eight and 10 miles, something like that. I think I probably did like eight or nine miles and I was shooting for 10. On Saturday, It's still really hot. So I decide I'm going to very early drive to the beach to run there because it's cooler at the beach and it's flat. I knew that my foot had been bothering me. And for some reason, I think I did kind of look up potential like what it could be. And I think I had read that going downhill was something that could hurt your foot in this way. I think at that time I thought it was potentially tendonitis. And so I was like, okay, where I live is a little hillier. I'm going to go to the beach. It's going to be cooler. It's going to be pancake flat. We're good to go. No, it was hurting. And again, it wasn't hurting crazy. Like I don't feel like I couldn't run on it, but I didn't want to make it worse. And I was afraid because I was at the beach and I parked in one location to go out and back. I wanted to shoot for like 16 miles. And I thought, I do not want to run 
eight miles away from my car and suddenly realized like, oh my gosh, this is really, really painful now. What would I do on the bike path? Like, and I would be really embarrassed to go to the street and call an Uber because I was so sweaty. Like I would ruin their car. They would maybe let me ride on the, in the trunk. I don't know. And then that's all, that's never good. That never ends well, does it? You know, we've all been there. Hopefully not. So Saturday, I'm like, I'm going to cut it short. It is hurting. I felt it was hurting. And even though I was still able to run on it, I realized I shouldn't be. And I didn't want to make it worse. I thought, whatever's going on in my foot is irritated. I need to go home. I need to take some ibuprofen. And I need to ice it elevate it, do all the things. I'll do my long run tomorrow. So I cut it short on Saturday to eight miles. And again, I was like, I needed to get in 16. So I was super disappointed, but what can you do? So I went home. I did all the things. I actually, yeah, I decided while I was running, I was like, I'm going to get ice. Like I'm going to go, just go home, buy a bag of ice on the way home, ice your foot, ice the heck out of it. Give it to my ibuprofen. You'll be okay. That's what I did. I tried to be really nice to it on Saturday. And on Sunday, I got all ready to go do my long run and felt it probably a half a mile in that I was like, oh, this hurts. And I realized it was getting worse. It just hurt. It just hurt my foot hurt. It's the top of the foot kind of towards my toes, like near the base of my toes, that whole, like if you, I don't know how to say it. There was probably like a three inch diameter in that area that it just like hurt and it hurt to push off. So I'm running on Sunday, realize F no, this really hurts. To be completely honest, I thought you should go home, you should change shoes, and you should take a bunch of ibuprofen and then get the hell back out there. I was like, I need to change shoes. And I had tied my shoes very tight. Probably a mistake if it's tendonitis because you can almost get tendonitis from wearing too tight shoes or lacing them incorrectly, you can irritate your tendons for sure. And I think if it is tendonitis, I really bugged the heck out of them. I think they were already annoyed and I tied my shoes super tight when it was already probably inflamed and tried to run. So at the two mile mark, I'm like, you know what? I'm going home. So I stopped running. I turn around and I'm going to like walk for a minute, change whatever I was listening to and start running again. In that time, when I kind of turned around to start walking, I just couldn't walk normal anymore. It hurt every, every step hurt to the point where I was like limping and It was almost a mistake. Like I should have just like kind of made a U-turn and kept running because for some reason, I don't know if it tightened up or what it was, but I couldn't 
step without pain to the point of limping at that point. It just went from, I, I have said in previous videos and updates, zero to 60 or zero to hundred. I don't know that reference, but now that I'm thinking about it, it obviously wasn't zero, right? It was hurt, but it was maybe let's say 25. It was a school zone. What's a school zone? Is it 10 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour? I feel like 25 is a little fast, but let's say it was 15 miles an hour to 65, super fast. And I limped home two miles on Sunday. I was just devastated. I iced it like it was my job. And I took a bunch of ibuprofen. And I tried to research what it could potentially be to not great results. The most common potential injuries that seemed to pop up were a stress fracture. There's something called gout, which doesn't sound like anything that would have anything to do with your foot. Super not applicable to me also. Like I'm not in the risk factors for that. And again, what the heck is gout? What does it have to do with your foot? All of the, because I kind of thought it was a tendinitis issue. Anytime I would add that to the search, it would pull up plantar fasciitis or an Achilles tendinitis issue. So I wasn't sure, did a ton of research and ultimately think that it is either a stress fracture or extensor tendinitis, which is hard to find information on. On Monday, I went to, I made a doctor's appointment and I went to urgent care because it, I also slept with it elevated. So I tried to do everything that I could. I didn't do the compression because it felt painful to compress. I had actually, and I still have, loosened my shoelaces as much as possible so that I'm just like barely tying in a knot, the laces together, so that they're not just kind of hanging around. And, but I couldn't do the compression aspect of the RICE method, which is rest, ice, compression, elevation. Did all of the things on Sunday and was hoping... I would wake up on Monday, good to go. Good as new. Everything's fine. You were warned. Like my foot is saying, you've been warned and you better get it together and be nicer to us. Luckily, you know what? I even got a pedicure on Friday, luckily, because then I have these doctor's appointments, right? Where I'm shoving my foot in someone's face and they're having to poke at it. Good thing I had a pedicure. So shout out to me. I am kind of sometimes nice to my feet. Fairly often, I think that's important to keep updated or I don't know, whatever. I make the appointment on Monday for my doctor and I say what it is. And the girl who's making the appointment says, we don't have an x-ray here. So I have an appointment at my doctor's on Tuesday, but I also realized that On Monday, I woke up and it was just as bad, if not worse. I could barely walk. 
And as previously mentioned, I have a golden retriever that's not even a year old yet. He is massive. He's full of energy. He's also full of pee and poop. It is what it is. And he needs to get his energy out and to get all that other junk out. And it was so hard for me to even take him out to pee. Like, just super painful. I did not know what to do. And I was taking ibuprofen and I was icing. Like, I was, I didn't even know. I was extremely worried, though, because I thought, I can't take him out. I ended up, spoiler alert, taking him to a friend's house because I couldn't walk him basically. And he was at my friend's house most of the week. I think I took him over my friends on Tuesday and did, and like he was there for a couple of days, which helped me out big time because I literally like, I could barely walk. Anyways, Monday I go to urgent care. They do an x-ray. They don't see a stress fracture, which I knew they probably weren't going to Stress fractures on your foot, I had read in multiple places, they usually don't show up until two or three weeks into them starting to heal. So I guess for whatever reason, that's when it would be more obvious visually in an x-ray. So the urgent care doctor says, just don't run for a week. If it still hurts, go to your doctor. He says, do some other stuff, do some whatever. I'm like, all right. I go to my doctor the next day. She says, it's most likely a stress fracture. Of course, it's not going to show on x-ray. We already knew that. She knew that I had researched it. She's a runner. Everyone, you should have a doctor that has the same hobbies as you, so they don't just try to talk you out of them if you go in because your hobbies are killing you. You know, whatever it is, they won't judge. She says, she refers me to physical therapy, which I'm Barely, I think I'm supposed to get in the mail today. And she says, don't run. And she gives me a note. And that's where we are. Part of me still thinks that it is potentially tendonitis. And I need to find out for sure before I figure out when I am going to be able to run again. Basically, if it's a stress fracture, even when it stops hurting, I don't think I should run until I know for sure it's healed. If it is tendonitis or foot smelliitis or something else, then I think I would want to kind of get a follow-up opinion with a PT or with someone else to just get an all clear a little sooner. So that's it. That's where we are right now. I still haven't run. This is shocking to me. And it's a lot more traumatizing than when I didn't run when I froze my eggs a couple months ago. I don't know. I think because I, that was, well, in part, I feel like that was more life or death because if I did run prematurely in that situation, it was harder for me to tell because I wasn't, it wasn't like I was injured So I couldn't just make the call recklessly, just being reckless with my own health and well-being. But yeah, I will keep you updated. Like I said, links to the post that I wrote on this 
and pictures will be on runningrepeat.com. So you can check it out. If you have experienced this in the past, then please let me know if you have any tips or tricks or magic advice, 1000% please. If you are struggling with this injury or a similar one, I would highly suggest that you read the comment in my Instagram post, and I'll put a link to this too in the show notes because when I first said that I was hurt and talked about it, tons of people chimed in with similar situations or kind of their thoughts on it. And this is why it's hard to tell because some people said, oh, yeah, that happened to me. I had a stress fracture. Or someone else said, yeah, I had tendonitis. This is what happened. This is when I was back. Obviously, we cannot diagnose ourselves based on someone else's experience, but the more information you have, the better. And I always think that it's super helpful and relevant to talk to other runners and see if there's anything we can learn from each other, right? That's the whole point of this. We are in this together. So let me know if you have any questions and definitely let me know if you have any advice. And now let's get to the awards. First place goes to my Get Well Spoon and more importantly, the sender, Kristen at Stuffed Mama. When she heard that I was injured, she sent me a Get Well Spoon. It's a spoon that says Get Well Spoon on it. Isn't that the cutest idea ever? I am legit stealing it. And I mean, I hope that no one needs it. I hope I don't need to wish anyone get well soon, but it's the cutest thing ever. I love that I've never seen it before. I think it's genius. I will pass it on to you. Hopefully you don't need to use it, but if there is anyone you need to wish that they get well soon, send them a get well spoon. Isn't that Love it, love it, love it. I will put a picture and a link in the show notes so you could check it out. Next, second place goes to Conan. Conan O'Brien, he has a podcast, Conan Needs a Friend. Wait, everyone. How about how Conan O'Brien has a podcast called Conan Needs a Friend? I have said I have one friend for years. And what I am curious about is if neither one of us really has friends or has a hard time making friends because we have red hair, which is super not cool of you all. And I feel like you should be our friends. So I'm just saying, I just want to put it out there that now I feel a little better about only having one friend because Conan O'Brien obviously has a hard time making friends. And I think maybe people are avoiding us because of our hair color. Or maybe it's because our eyelashes are super light and it looks a little creepy. I don't know. If that's not the reason, then I don't know. I don't know what else to think about the challenges of making friends. I just think it's quite the coincidence. Don't you? I don't know. And third place goes to Diego for (laughs) this morning. I put on a couple of different potential Halloween costumes that I got for him that won't 
necessarily, maybe they will, but I just got a couple of costumes from the 99 cent store, my favorite store. And he was such a good sport that I, I mean, and right now he's sleeping right here. He is just the most gorgeous dog. If I wasn't tied by a cord to this computer recording the show right now, I would go over there, throw myself on the floor and bug the heck out of him. So there's that third place. Yeah. And that's it for today. So I hope it was fun, informative, a good distraction. Maybe it felt like we ran together or took a walk or cleaned your house. I'm glad that I just had to talk to you and not actually clean your house. If you have a question, comment, or complaint, you can email runeatrepeat at gmail.com or you can call the voicemail. Just leave a little message, 562-888-1644. I super appreciate it when you tag at runeatrepeat on Instagram. And let me know what you're doing right now, especially because I need to live vicariously. I am stuck in my house because of my foot. So I'm hanging out. I'm talking to people on Facebook and Instagram, trying to see what everyone else is doing fun so that I can just enjoy it. I can just watch all the fun. Let me know. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at runeatrepeat and on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash runeatrepeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.